Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Welcome back to the Mind Poppers Podcast. As always, coming to you on a Wednesday, hopefully. Um, it's good to be alone. I love having guests on, but you can't really go into like all the weird details and, um, what is the word when you like meander off a topic? I don't know. We'll get back to it, but you can't do that when you have a guest on. So it's good just to be back by myself. Um, we had some great guests on over the last couple of weeks with Claire Balding nevo great episodes if you haven't listened to them check them out um oh my and well, i get my we had carol on a couple of weeks before that carol artistry uh, but the most interesting interview that, that we've done on this podcast for sure is with damien gray the this guy from the, the united states who was abducted by aliens in the 80s oh my god that still that episode still has me fucking shook um so if you're a new listener to the podcast, I advise you go back and listen to some old episodes. There is loads. Get a feel for it, all the different weird things that we're talking about. As always, you guys, you could rate the podcast down below or if you share it with a friend, I really appreciate that shit. Um, also, I'm opening up the Mind Poppers email address again to answer any of your guys' woes, problems, difficult situations, weird situations, whatever it is. I will open up the email every couple of episodes and I will read them out and give my unfiltered advice. I'm very good at giving out advice, okay? I have a psychology degree. Um, I'm not great at taking advice, but I'm very good at dishing it out. The email address is mindpopperspod at gmail.com um, and I, I will leave that in the episode notes anyway this is mindpopperspod at gmail.com oh it is good to be back the weather has been beautiful these last couple of days restrictions who restrictions really go out the window don't they when when the weather is good everyone could feel themselves slipping and I don't judge anybody for it in some lighter news, um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have bombed Syria. <laughs> Shock. I told you guys coming into this that Joe Biden was a warmongerer. Um, and the funniest meme I saw of the whole thing, remember when they announced that Joe Biden had won the president and there was that video of Kamala on the phone and she was like, oh my God, you did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> 
saw a meme and it was like, we did it, Joe. We bombed Syria, Joe. <laughs> oh, God. American politics aside, what do we have on the docket today? On the docket, we have a story about Kylie Jenner being a cheapskate. We have the Brad and Angelina. There's domestic abuse, okay? Apparently, there's alleged domestic abuse. Think Brad and Angelina are going to be going to court. Um, Because apparently, Brad has been a bit abusive. Did not see that coming at all. Um, I hope we have get time to get onto that. I care a lot. This new movie on Amazon, so interesting. I told you guys on Instagram earlier on during the week to go check it out. If you haven't, go and watch it. I'll talk about it in this episode. I won't spoil anything, but it sparks an interesting conversation. And what else do I have on the docket? Oh, I have some stuff about Meghan and Harry. Meghan Markle and Harry... Because I didn't really get to address any of the Meghan, Meghan Merkel, Harry uh, shit in the last two weeks because we had two guests on. So, I, you know, they were blabbing on. I didn't get time to bring it up. Um, but I think I might dive quickly into the, into the Meghan and Harry stuff. And I'm not going to bore you guys with the details. All the details that we've heard previous. I'm not going to do that. Because by now you've heard the story so many times. You've seen the clips. You've seen the interview. I stayed up to watch the interview live. Um, and it was it was brilliant. It was fantastic. Um, but obviously, I didn't get to talk about it because we had guests on. Um, so I guess what I'm interested in, right, to take a more controversial look at the mo- the whole Meghan Markle and Harry. What's Harry's surname? Prince Harry. Prince Harry. What What's Harry's surname? It. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I actually saw a funny clip the other day. And, <laughs> you know, they were, um, Megan said that they were having, um, or that there was discussions within the firm. Love how she calls it the firm. But they were having discussions about, you know, how dark the baby's skin tone was going to come out. Um, <laughs> but what I saw was, <laughs> I saw a clip Megan being like, um, instead of the skin tone they were like they wondered if the baby was going to come out ginger and Oprah was like who has been having that conversation (laughs) oh um but I like Meghan Markle let me just say let me start off with saying that I like Meghan Markle I've liked Meghan can I call her Meg I've liked Meg since Suits um, and then she left her career, obviously, for dust at the chance to join the royal family. And ironically, leaving her career for dust to join the ranks of the monarchy has shot her into a level of fame she probably never would have achieved in her acting career otherwise. I mean, she's a good actor. She's a beautiful girl. But would she be at the level of stardom and infamy that she's at now? I, I, I doubt it. Uh, again, like I said, I'm not going to bother going into the, the details of abuse that she went through during her time as a royal because that's old news. You guys know all that by now. But the question that I must pose to the culture is, is Meghan Markle a narcissist? And look, don't get me wrong. If I had to choose a corner, I would be in Meghan's for sure. And I'll tell you why. Okay, because Meghan... Merkel for me represents a perfect triad of what gets me horny (laughs) of what really gets me fucking going okay and that is 
I have an attraction to strong, powerful, and beautiful women. Okay. For example, let me give you some. Like, you know, in The Little Mermaid, when Ursula the Sea Witch, you know, sing to me, Ariel, when she turns into the, the character is called Vanessa. But so you know, when she steals Ariel's voice or makes the trade, the whole you know that whole thing and then when uh, ursula the sea witch goes up and tries to steal ariel's man on land she, she transformed herself into this like beautiful black haired like um hot a baddie you know for the lack of a better word that kind of uh character is something that has always been very endearing to me so two she effectively took a swing at the royal family. And as an Irish person, it is my patriotic duty to support that. And you know what? I really don't understand, because you know, you, I've been reading like the, the comments underneath, like on Facebook, especially like of the, the different media outlets or whatever, and uh, too many Irish people for my liking, <clears throat> too many West Brits, okay? I'm smelling a lot of West Brits. Um, being like oh it's just very distasteful and very disgraceful of what she has done how can you sit there and be irish and be patriotic and be proud to be irish and condemn anybody for taking a swing at the royal family and not support that girl 100 percent? like i said i think i said it on instagram or maybe it was on here i'm, I'm terrible for repeating myself but i don't care if Meghan Merkel took a shit on the queen mother's desk Okay, and, rub, and rubbed her fucking face in it. She took a swing at the royal family. And for that, she deserves our undying respect. And I guess, <clears throat> three, I am personally a massive, massive, massive fan of a revenge story. Of any revenge story arc. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for a revenge story. What can I say? And that's exactly what she gave us. Effectively, she gave us the revenge story that we needed. She, and you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of younger people really resonated with Meghan Markle is because, you know, and there's so many people who are like, have this weird, and which I would consider very cringy couldn't be me but very cringy like obsession with princess diana when most of you like weren't even alive or most of you were like still shitting yourselves and had no like awareness of who princess di was and i think i'm like okay i get it you're you're hooking onto these like icons from the past <clears throat> but that's always been like a weird one for me like younger people's obsession with princess diana younger people's obsession you know with people who didn't grow up with that whole fiasco that was going on so I think a lot of people of the younger generation do resonate with Meghan Markle because we feel like we are now getting, you know, our slice of the pie. We're getting our Princess Diana story arc, you know, we're getting our own one. And again, the revenge story arc is <clears throat> um, Meghan Markle did, you know, what Princess Di could not. And that was, you know, get out of the royal family and not even get out of the royal family, but pose a real threat. Okay, which is get which gets me going. But back to the question: Is Meghan Markle a narcissist? Um, and I think people are very like apprehensive to even 
approach that question out of fear of being labeled as like you're not supporting women or you're not supporting women of color and I and I don't dispute that she was at the receiving end of everything she claimed in that Oprah interview I believe everything she said I like I I, I fully believe what she said happened. I believe they, they said the thing about the, the color of the baby, that the that the the firm left her out in the open to be devoured, that they gladly let her go down as the bad guy. Um, and of course, there was elements in letting her take the heat to draw attention from the royal paedophile, Prince Andrew. So I believe everything <clears throat> that Meghan said. I don't dispute any of the claims that she said. But that doesn't mean that there aren't more elements at play here. The beauty of life and the beauty of drama is complexity. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Now, what, what I'll say is, like I said, I watched the interview live. When I watched the interview, I couldn't help but get a sense of smugness off Megan. And, and don't get me wrong, it was a smugness that I admired of every fibre of my being. But I saw things in her eyes. There was pain in her eyes. But there was almost to me even the hint of a smile. Excuse me. I saw I saw a certain fulfillment in her eyes. And you know because it was the highlight of her revenge arc. It was when Daenerys burned King's Landing to the ground. Or when Edward Norton watched the city erupt into explosions in Fight Club. It was revenge. Megan was sat there with Oprah, okay, who is essentially the queen of American entertainment. Megan, an actress, went and sat with her queen mother and was finally able to speak in all the things she couldn't while she was being silenced by the royal family. She was able to come for the royal family with a power that she never had before. It was epic. Um... And I don't know how you how you couldn't feel a little smug in that moment. Like Megan had left the royal family and then, you know, gave herself a platform with Oprah, who was essentially like the closest thing America has to a queen. This like, you know, like globally known, like, I guess, adored figure in a lot of regards or at least respected figure. You know, it was incredibly, I guess, intelligent of Megan to go down that route so is she a narcissist um and i was i was reading this article by um benedict carey and the article is called the, the narcissist unmasked um, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about megan but he was talking about in this article narcissists as a whole especially in in celebrity culture in the article he says While familiar at almost any level of society, these peacocks find Southern California an especially comfortable habitat. In the warm bath of sunlight and celebrity, their behaviour can become entertaining, even encouraged and is usually relatively harmless. Yet some of these seemingly overconfident people are actually in considerable psychological trouble suffering what psychiatrists call narcissistic personality disorder. One of the most self-destructive and difficult to treat conditions in the lexicon of mental illness. 
And, and my question is, can you be a successful actor without being a narcissist? Do these things come hand in hand? I mean, it's all about ego, isn't it? It's all about the ego. And many um, psychologists will say that narcissism is fueled by this overwhelming sense of shame around failure. And I don't say any of this to vilify Megan in any way, but let's not let emotions surrounding the situation prevent us from seeing the reality of the situation. And you know, maybe I'm a narcissist. I really want people to listen to this podcast and for the contents of this podcast to resonate with people and affect them on a deeper level. And I'm also full of shame, <laughs> you know, fact. <laughs> Maybe I'm a narcissist. But so the thing is, you know, can, can you be a Hollywood starlet, which Megan was, okay, <clears throat> without being a narcissist, to reach the level of fame where people are like, you, you have fans, you effectively become a demigod, you know, you are worshipped. Can you be that and also not be a narcissist? I, I don't know. So I'm not saying it's anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not, look, like I said, I'm team Meg all the way and I believe everything that she said about the royal family, about how they're, I mean, look, is anyone surprised that the royal family is fucking racist? They've colonized half the world. So when people are like, you know, talking, or like so shocked that they're like concerned about how, how dark-skinned Meghan's baby is going to come out and people are like, oh my God. Not the royal family, you know? I mean, come on, people. Okay, we knew, we being knew that the royal family is garbage, okay? So let's not act surprised. But is Meghan Markle a narcissist? <clears throat> you know, and I'm okay if she is. Like I said, she's taking a swing at the royal family. She can be whatever the fuck she wants. I'm going to support it, you know? But I do think that Meghan Markle is probably a narcissist, you know? I feel like you know, she's going to go on. She is, she's not going to fade away into, into the other realm of having a sweet and peaceful life with Harry. No, I'm sure they already have, um, don't they have a thing like Archie Productions or something? They're starting up their own production company. <clears throat> We're going to see a lot of content coming from Meghan Markle and Harry in, in the coming months, years, what have you. They're going to build an empire. They're going to become very, very rich. Like the same way like Barack Obama and Michelle Obama have gone into like this whole production thing as well with the podcasts and the content and the videos and the books. We're going to see a lot of that. And I'm sure Megan is already in talks with Disney to, I think she's already signed something with Disney to do some sort of voiceover work. I guess it's going to be in some sort of new animation or whatever. So I think Meghan Markle enjoyed every fucking second of tearing the royal family apart on Oprah in front of the world. I, I believe that she, I don't think it was something of the case where like, right, I'm going to do this because I just want to clear my name and, and have this over it. I'm sure absolutely she wanted to clear her name. But I'm sorry, but you can't tell me. And this is just my personal opinion. She enjoyed every second of that. She sat there like a dragon which I respect, I respect it, you know, Meghan Markle can have suffered all this abuse, she can be, you know, a, a quote-unquote good person, and she can be a narcissist, people are large, they contain multitudes, but I just couldn't help but feel that Meghan enjoyed every second of dissecting that royal family, and, and I'm all about it, like I said, um, and you know what? I had to laugh at the people 
who were like, how dare they do this interview while Prince Philip was in hospital? Like, <laughs> we've seen pictures of Prince Philip, okay? Like, every second that man is still breathing is a gift from God. Like, Her Majesty the Queen could fart and Prince Philip would turn to fucking dust. Like, he's a literal bag of bones. Like, if you'd seen the pictures of Prince Philip, Prince Philip looks like he made a deal with the devil, okay? where he would like sacrifice like a newborn like every year so that he could keep on living like prince philip does not look like he is in the world of the living he doesn't yeah did you ever see or read that book like the, was it the picture of dorian gray where this guy stays young but the photo of him ages terribly prince philip looks like the photo of dorian gray he looks like the the aging uh, like if someone told me that like yeah you can live forever but you're going to age like Prince Philip rather than you can live forever and you're going to be like Edward you know you're going to be like a vampire you don't want to live forever looking like that um, and I'm again look do I have much sympathy but oh my god Prince Philip is in the hospital I don't have fucking sympathy for the royal family I don't um, <clears throat> but how the rest of the world isn't more concerned that the royals are protecting Jeffrey Epstein's good Judy Prince Andrew goes to show that society would rather take down a woman with a voice and possibly an agenda, but a woman with a voice, then we would, you know, take down a bloated paedophile, which is just fucking so stupid. But yeah, I do think that Meghan Markle is a narcissist. I think she's going to run with this and turn it into something massive. I think she's going to become a very rich bitch. <clears throat> I think that she probably went in to the royal family always with the intention of monetizing this and turning this into a way to make money and to give herself an even higher platform of fame. I believe she wholeheartedly did that. I don't think you make the step from narcissistic actress to what to what do the royal families do? They do nothing. They do nothing. They do dust. They go on these like tours in the countries that they still have a fucking foothold in, the Commonwealth, and like shake hands. No, you don't go from being an actress. You don't like and even if she was going to be taken care of for life and she'd live a good life and she was taken care of, the spotlight is an addictive thing. Celebrities, look at how many people, how many celebrities retire. They retire and they have more money than they could ever want. Look at the Kardashians. They don't need more money. They got enough money to pay thousands of generations to come of their own family. They could live a beautiful life and never have to lift a finger for the rest of their days. But they do it. They do it every single day. And why? Because what is more valuable than money to these people is the spotlight, is the fame, because it's a rush like no other. And they're constantly chasing the dragon. So I believe Megan went in with the full intention from the outset <clears throat> of not necessarily doing the depart from the royal family that she did, you know, or the way that she did it. I don't think this that was all like pre-planned. But she definitely went in with an agenda. I fully believe that. And again, like I said, I'm Team Megan. I'm Team Megan. And you know, a little fun fact before I move on. The origins of narcissism, okay, actually comes from Greek mythology. There was a story about Narcissus, who was a beautiful young hunter. And when I say hot, I mean hot, hot, like 6'4", great sweats, always look like he's been on the bag the night before, kind of hot, okay? So one day, Narcissus... <clears throat> was walking through the woods and he stopped to drink. Uh, he stopped at a lake to take a drink of water. 
While he motioned to take a gulp of fresh water, he caught a glimpse of himself in the reflection of the water and he became so enchanted by the beauty of his own reflection that he stayed there, looking at himself for all eternity until flowers started to grow out of him and he died. So that's the story. That's where narcissism comes. It comes from Greek mythology. Um, this guy saw his reflection, thought it was so beautiful. He was so enamored by himself. He couldn't look away from, excuse me, from his own reflection. And he died there. Uh, and there's actually a flower named after him too. The more you know, it's like a golden white flower. <clears throat> what do we have next on the docket? I just spent more time than I had planned talking about Meghan Markle. But I thought it was important for me to say that she was a narcissist. Um, what will I do next? I have... I guess I could do that Kylie Jenner story quickly. Don't know if I have time to get to the Brad and Angelina domestic abuse thing. I might do a little mini episode since I'm actually ahead of time on recording. Um, <clears throat> so I suppose, yes, while we're on the topic of narcissists, let's quickly uh, cross off this Kylie Jenner story, okay? So I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and I came across tweets about Kylie Jenner asking people to support one of her makeup artists uh, GoFundMe's that which had been set up by his family. I'm not sure who the makeup artist is. I think um, it could be, his name could be Samuel. Now, now I could be wrong in that, but a makeup artist anyway that that, that she uses. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what happened to her makeup artist, but from what I can gather, he was in some sort of vehicle accident and he was ejected from the car, and the car like crushed his head into the pavement. Now he's brain damaged, I guess. <laughs> sorry I'm not laughing at that I'm laughing at something else um so I guess now he has some sort of brain damage because the car crushed his head in the pavement um and something happened to the brain um so apparently she posted it about it on her Instagram story which I missed because I only followed her followed her a couple of months ago I just don't need another window into the life of the one percent like I found it like really toxic following the likes of the Kardashians that was like really toxic to my spirit um, following them on social media it was just like a reminder that I am living in fucking squalor and seeing them live this like carefree life with like enough financial freedom to be able to pursue their passions unhindered by the mundane restrictions the rest of us face I needed that out of my life so I had to unfollow them um now in saying that in clearing things off our social medias to to protect our spirit unfortunately okay now, this is, this is like for real. Like, this is one of my real issues that I've got going on right now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mm. Um, I've fallen down like this all-consuming rabbit hole of TikTok. And I was the first person to tell people to like uninstall TikTok months ago. I was like, it's Chinese spyware. Don't have it on your phone. And it is Chinese spyware. That's true. But then people started sending me videos of like really hot people doing dancing. And I was like, I need to see more of this. I need to see more of this right fucking now. Um, and the thing about TikTok, it has this like super computer algorithm that picks up like super fast of what content you enjoy seeing and then it will show you like a thousand more of the exact same thing so for me it was looking at videos of really attractive guys doing sweet fuck all basically uh, like like you watch one video of this like greek god doing a stupid little dance and tiktok's like here's a million other videos of beautiful people giving us no talent other than being beautiful um, and I'm seeing all these guys who are so hot and I'm consuming this and now my mind is like rewiring itself to associate physical beauty with my self-worth um, like as a person on a scale that it's never done before um, and like obviously like everything in society li- literally does that uses that against us like weaponizes our own mind against us so that we place such an, such a value on physical beauty more so over than you know who we are as a person so we're getting that from all angles already but then to have it delivered like on this like very smooth you know very well designed app and giving it to me like you know video after video after video after video and i'm sitting there like a fucking vegetable then yes it's going to have an adverse effect um and, you know, I'm seeing all these videos of these hot guys doing all these dances. And I, I'm sure a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this in some way or another. And I'm like, okay, I don't really have a prominent jawline. Or I don't really have these nice plump lips or gorgeous natural curly hair or perfect teeth, amazing skin, etc. So what I started doing is channeling all of this frustration into my body, in particular, um, my weight. Because I feel like like I can't fucking grow my lips overnight or a jawline or skin or, t- or anything like that, you know, without fucking surgery. So one thing that I can control is is my weight. So the last couple of weeks I've been doing keto, which is where you cut out carbs like completely and your body goes into a state of like ketosis where it starts with, like burning its own fats. And I've tried to keep my calorie t- intake under 800 a day, okay, which is like it's a 1200 deficit and then what I should be consuming and like forcing myself to work out in the mornings and then going for like long walks like 15,000 steps in order to feel and I'm doing all this in order to feel a sense of control over my my, my self-worth and being healthy and you know looking into my weight you know really should be a good thing but it's again I'm actually doing it in a very negative way um, just to feel some sort of self-control of my own mind. And then on the weekends, I just fucking binge eat. And I'm telling you, binge eat like Austin Powers, fat bastard. Like you have no idea. Like big mama in the house. Honestly, every every fucking Friday to Sunday, I binge. Um, you know what? And I fucking binge eat and it just 
I tell myself that I deserve the treat when really the weekend binge eating is like just a mirror for what's going on internally and an expression of like my lack of control of how I'm viewing myself. Um, By the way, this does not end with a positive spin. (laughs) This is not going to end with me like telling you how to how to change that. (laughs) This is just where we're at. Um, but at least if someone hears it and, you know, they feel if that resonates with you, then at least know that society is fucking us up together. Um, and I realized that nobody asked, (laughs) um, excuse me, my throat is so dry. Um, yeah, so Kylie, right, was asking for donations for her makeup artist, Samuel. Okay, so she donated $5,000 and so did Bella Thorne, so, so who was also a client of his. Um, and I mean, come on. Like, Kylie, you are worth a billion fucking dollars. Which you and your whole family, okay, were very happy to parade about the town. And you're going to sit there and ask for donations after your makeup artist got his head mashed into the sidewalk. She's going to really sit there. Kylie Jenner, Jenner, billionaire, is going to sit there and ask for fucking, for donations. And I I think they're like trying to raise like 60,000, okay? Kylie Jenner is going to sit there, the billionaire, and ask me to support this guy's GoFundMe. Bitch, you go fund him. You go fund him. You're a billionaire. Which Forbes actually redacted from the article. Remember Forbes released an article like last year. It was like Kylie Jenner, self-made billion dollar baby. Forbes actually came out a couple of months later and retracted that and said that they actually overestimated Kylie Jenner's worth and said that she's actually probably realistically worth about 700 million. But we didn't see the Jenners or the Kardashians come out and say that. No, and they were happy to take on the billion dollar title. So fuck them. Um, and I mean, should Kylie Jenner have to pay for his brain surgery? No, not at all. You know, his brain is not her responsibility. But to have the audacity as a billionaire to ask anyone for donations. Get the fuck out of here. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, they say this bitch makes about $450,000 a day. And is out here buying her toddler $15,000 handbags. Like, $15,000 Birkins. And is going to turn around ask and ask us schmucks, us poor people of society, to buy her makeup artist a new brain. Fuck me anyway. Imagine the audacity that you must have. Imagine the audacity you must have to turn around and ask your millions and... Like, she has over 100 million followers. To ask your followers to, to buy your makeup artist a new brain. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't, okay? And also, $5,000 seems very fucking cheap to me relative to her massive fortune, okay? Like, if you're going to be that cheap, then, you know, I'm. he has brain damage, okay? And I don't know how serious it is, but people with brain damage, like, sometimes they don't make a full recovery or they t- have to go through years of, like, you know, like a certain kind of rehabilitation to like get their motor skills back or whatever so if you're going to be that cheap i hope for the first couple of months he paints her like a fucking clown okay (laughs) but again wishing him full recovery and whatever i I don't know the guy um but like so yeah like five thousand dollars for you or me is obviously a huge amount of money 
Well, when you're worth a billion dollars, surely $5,000 is like the equivalent of giving him a couple of fucking coppers, you know? And then, like, we have to think about poor Bella Thorne. Probably saw Kylie's donation and was like, fuck, now I have to fork out 5000 And it's not like Bella Thorne is super in demand right now. Like, she's not. Last time we heard of Bella Thorne was when she did the whole OnlyFans thing. But it's not like, it's not like Bella Thorne is like, you know, Hollywood's next hot commodity, you know? Bella Thorne's not rich, rich. You know, definitely not nothing of the sort. Um, and like, I just, like when you think about it, like, I think, so the fundraiser was like, looking to make like $60,000 or whatever. Like, Kylie Jenner makes that before she even sits down for breakfast. If she makes 450,000 a day and she's come out and being like, oh, I love this guy, I love this guy, I love this guy. The boy's brain just went splat. You don't love him that much, you're giving him $5,000. You don't love him that much, all right? And even give him the 60,000, give him the 60,000 and maybe he could do your makeup free for a month or something or however it works. Like, but don't turn around. She got eviscerated online. And rightly so. She got torn the fuck up. Kylie Jenner going to turn around and ask me for a fucking donation for a GoFundMe. You are a billionaire, bitch. We are cashing in our stimmy payments, our pop payments, all of that shit. You want to turn around and ask me for a donation. I would choke that bitch out if I saw her 100%. But she got eviscerated online. People were like, Really? You aren't going to fucking pay for that guy's new brain. The guy that paints you as like a black woman every fucking week. You're not going to pay him. It was just like, it it just goes to show these people are not necessarily good people. But yet we consume so much of them. Like I can't stress enough, unfollow these people. It's rotting our brains. It's giving us, it's just putting fire to our depression and our mental illness. These people are not good people. It's not good for us to be consuming these people who live an unrealistic life that the rest of us, you know, will never get, but will chase the dragon. Um, and look, I mean, it's not like you're never gonna hear about the Kardashians again. If they do something that warrants our attention, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see it in the news. We're gonna see it trending, you know? Um, and if my brain, FYI, let, let it be known, if my brain ever gets squished by a car and you see the it gals donate like 50 euro, I demand you cancel them. I demand you cancel them because they're, they're worth a hell of a lot more than I am, okay? So if you see Jenny or Lindsay throwing epoxy 50 euro into my GoFundMe for my new brain, I want them done. I want their heads. <laughs> but again, do I care about Kylie Jenner? No, I don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Um, well, I, and then here I am talking about her. You know, here I am talking about her. Um, why are you so mad? Why am I mad? Um, but like on the greater scheme of things, apart from being just a talk point, I really don't care about Kylie Jenner. Now, oh yeah, this is the, uh, what about on the docket? Okay, this movie, this movie you guys that I've been telling you about, it, ironically, it's actually called I Care A Lot. <laughs> Um, so it's directed by Jonathan Blakeson and it boasts a cast of people that I've never heard of before, never, wouldn't know any of them if they walked past me in the street. And sometimes that's the best movie, it truly is, when you go in with no, um, preconceived notions. But basically the movie, okay, is about this chick, Marla, 
whose line of work is basically becoming the legal guardian for elderly people who are not able to like take care of themselves for whatever reason, like dementia or or some sort of incapacity or whatever, you know, you know how these oldies be. So Marla becomes like their legal guardian and is responsible for putting them in assisted living type homes and like takes control of their finances, etc. Which, you know, is, it's, it's, it's a real it's a real job, you know, like that there are real people out there that, that have to do that. They become legal guardians of elderly people um, because sometimes the government it would rather an independent person become a legal guardian. Oh, I'm sorry than they would a family member because sometimes you know there can be a bit of abuse or people you know taking advantage whatever um so that, that's a real job and then this legal guardian will take control of this old person's finances because you know they might have to like sell on their house and stuff you know all this to, to be able to pay for this person's you know life in this living uh, facility or this assisted living facility and then the, the, the legal guardian then has to also be able to pay their own wage and and, and you get what I'm saying but what she's actually doing in the movie and this isn't spoiling anything this is from the outside but she's actually kind of putting elderly people in prematurely so like when they might not even need help um because of course it's big money to be made and she uses the elderly people's money to pay herself like she's scamming them all um but she takes control of them when really they don't need to be taken control of um and it's a really interesting movie and you guys should check it out if you haven't already and I was curious, you know, if there is big, if there is a big money machine in the transition in, you know, elderly people's lives from independence into having a legal guardian or whatever. Um, like, who knew old people could be so valuable? <laughs> um, so when Rosamund Pike, okay, that's the actress who plays Marla, when she accepted um, her Golden Globe for her performance in, in, in I Care A Lot, she said in her acceptance speech, Maybe I just have to thank America's broken legal system in making it possible to make stories like this. Um, and I guess it's another example of how people can become human commodities. And there is a lot of legal loopholes, unfortunately, out there, especially in the States and, and throughout the world, that allow for these abusive guardianships to arise. <clears throat> like, for example, in the US, there is an estimated 1.3 million adults who were under the care of, of legal guardians, both family members and professionals. And these legal guardians control approximately 50 billion of their assets, $50 billion in these combined assets. So there's like, this is a big, big money making machine that, you know, most people you wouldn't even think about. Um, and you know what? I think I would be really good at that job. As in, you know, I would be great at, like, abusing the elderly. <laughs> it's one of my passions. <laughs> no, but and not that kind of abuse you see, like, on prime time of, like, a nurse giving an old one, like, a backhand for not eating her mash. Do you know? Because, and that's terrible. You know, you've seen all the videos on, like, prime time. And you're like, eat your mash, eat your mash, you know, backhand. <laughs> Which is not funny. It's not. You know, there's terrible abuse these elderly people have to, have to put up with from these nurses. And, and I'm not saying, like, not all nurses, you know? <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> uh, but I'm not talking about that kind of elder abuse. I'm talking more of, like, the highbrow elder abuse. Like, having them committed against their will and, like, taking control of their finances kind of elder abuse. And you know what? That's why I couldn't work as a carer for anyone, be it with children or the elderly. I don't have the patience. 
and I'm too willing to meet violence with violence, if you get me. Because, like, these carers, these nurses, they have a very fucking hard job. Like, some of these carers, like, I'm not talking now about the legal guardians. I'm talking about, like, say, in, in the nursing homes or whatever. But, like, some of these carers, like, are getting abused on the daily and, like, getting... I saw a video there a couple of weeks ago of, like, this woman working in a care home. It actually could have been a TV show. I'm not sure. But um, an elderly woman, like, spat in the face um, it, it, and the nurse. Like, they're, they're getting spat and abused or whatever, obviously from these elderly people who may have lost some sort of, like, mental capacity. And the carer just has to take a spit in the face calmly and, like, usher the person, like, back to your room now, back to your room, after wiping a fucking glugger off their fucking face. Like, and I'm sorry, old people spit. When you get to a certain age, like, that like that spit has been fermenting okay um and you have to take it calmly and like just usher the person back to the room or or, or whatever uh, like if an elderly person i was caring for spat in my face they'd be swallowing their own dentures because i would have karate <laughs> i would have karate chopped them in the neck a hundred percent i would meet violence with violence no matter your age you know what's a child or if it's not like if it was a child they're getting ran into the ground if it's an elderly person karate chop you know and that's why I can't be a carer because I'm too quick to meet violence with violence you know um, <laughs> um and I know someone right and I think I said this before who works in one of these accommodations it was this this one I actually this person a girl didn't work with children or with the elderly but it was like one, one of these like accommodations for people with special needs um, and again, it's obviously a very tough and a very admirable vocation. Um, but one day, they formed a gang. <laughs> they rallied together, okay? They did. Um, and they jumped her and kicked the shit out of her. <laughs> Which is not funny, okay? I'm laughing at something else. <laughs> um, could not be me. Could not be me at all, you know? And of course, like, she... She had to take it. She had to take it, you know? She got her ass handed to her by, you know, by this gang of, of that was made up of people, of the, the special needs people living in this, um, you know, accommodation, whatever you want to call it, assisted living. Couldn't be me, you guys. Could not be me. <laughs> um, but this movie, okay, it, it brought up an interesting story, okay? And um, this is basically the case of April Parks. So... April Parks, she was one of these legal guardian uh, people, but she was in Nevada, over in the States. Um, and back a couple of years, so I think this was maybe previous to 2017, but the laws in Nevada, right, allowed for any professional licensed guardian to file an ex parte motion. So ex parte motion is just, I guess, the name for whatever motion you have to do to in, in, you know, approaching these elderly people, whatever. Um, so, um, in Nevada, right, the ex parte motion for a temporary guardianship. So, and this means, right, that they did not even have to serve the motion on the adult they wished to. So, if, if I think this elderly person is, is like, incapacitated, unable to take care of themselves, I don't even have to, like, serve them with, like, a legal letter. They don't even get to know about it. Um... And you, you didn't even have to say to the person's family. Like if this old person who was incapacitated, or you thought was incapacitated, even they, if they had family that were living, you didn't even have to inform the family, okay? <clears throat> so how, how they did this was 
all of it was, uh, all that was needed was verification from a a physician, like a doctor, that the proposed ward, so the elderly person, was mentally or physically incapable of handling their affairs. So all you needed was a physician to write a letter being like, okay, you know, Mrs. Murphy is incapable of taking care of herself. Mrs. Murphy doesn't have to know about the letter. The, Mrs. Murphy's family don't have to know about the letter. And then this legal guardian can take that letter to the courts and take control of this person's life just like that. So um, what Miss Parks, um, April Parks, right, this woman that we're talking about, so what she had going on was she um, had a physician's assistant who would sign off and report saying that the elderly people were incompetent and, and were not well enough to uh, even appear the hearing. The elderly people could, couldn't even appear in court. Um, so then the motion would claim that the elderly person's uh, family was either out of state or incompetent to serve due to drug or alcohol problems, whatever. So this woman, Rosa Parks, who was this legal guardian, she was in cahoots with the physician. The two of them had a good thing going. So the physician, the physician, the physician, the doctor would would, would sign off on all these things, you know, say oh, that this person's incompetent, the family's incompetent. So the family wouldn't even have to fucking know. The person that's about to be taken away doesn't even have to know. And what was happening was these people were actually fine. They weren't, I mean, they were old for sure, but they weren't to the point where they weren't able to take care of themselves. And a lot of old people in the States, you know, they're sitting on big fucking money, big retirement nest eggs. So what Miss Parks was doing, okay, and her little physician friend were effectively kidnapping these people. They were effectively human trafficking these elderly people And it was all in accordance with the law. The law allowed them to do that. And these old people were being taken against their will. Um, And she'd be appointed the temporary guardian, Miss Parks. And then she'd move the person into an assisted living facility, all right? And then, because she's their legal guardian, so she'd have them heavily medicated in these facilities. So there's people in the United States, old people have been taken against their will and are just rotting in these homes, even though they don't need to be there because there's so much fucking money to be made. So after this, then after they're in the home, and they're heavily medicated. Miss Parks. OK, and this is the real story. This isn't, isn't the movie. This is the real deal. Miss Parks would apply for full guardianship, knowing that the court had a distrust of family members serving as guardians. Um, and then she would take their patient's money. Um... Like, ironically, she'd drain their bank accounts to pay for her crazy invoices. Like, again, part of it is she's paying her own bills. Like, she's paying her own wage for being the guardian. Oftentimes, Miss Parks was billing for 25-hour service in one day. <laughs> Queen shit. <laughs> 25 hours. I worked that hard. 25 hours in one day. And then she'd sell their property, you know, under the guise that I'm doing this, you know, to support them. She'd have them in these cheap-ass homes, okay? And she'd sell their big houses and of course, scamming them for all their fucking money. Um, and she'd ruin them. She'd absolutely ruin them. And the old people couldn't do anything because like, oh, I shouldn't, like old person be like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I've been put here against my will. She's heavily, they're heavily medicated. And, you know, they're going to be like, okay, well, you're in here for a reason. You're like, you're insane. You're, got, you're dementia or whatever. So they're, they're, they weren't being taken seriously. So there's so many old people in the United States right now rotting in these homes and have been put there against their will and no one's talking about it 
um <clears throat> like the world is a fucking mad place isn't it like old people are literally being trafficked and it's hopeless it's terrible and i want in on the action <laughs> i'll start with my nan and her friends <laughs> i'll tell them like there's some sort of like murder she wrote meets like racist brunch going down down to the bar center and like rallying them all into the back of the van <laughs> no that's terrible that is terrible um but my god like there is people like making fortunes in ways there's just so many things going on so many shady things going on right in front of our eyes that we don't even that we don't even see and i mean like look the tenacity of the human spirit like miss parks to to find these legal loopholes and this big scheme and it, of course it's not just her it's happening all over <clears throat> But God, the tenacity and the drive of the human spirit to thrive and to get money at the expense of others. Again, another example, like Kylie, of the what how people's morality can shift when it comes to monetary gain. Mm, the world is a dark, dark place. <laughs> My God. Hold your loved ones. Hold on to your loved ones, your old loved ones. Oh, I'm going to ring my grandmother now and tell her I love her. Um... <clears throat> I still have that Brad and Angelina thing on the docket. I'm not going to get through it today. We've done our, we've done over the 50 minute mark. I'm going to leave it. Um, like I always say, guys, um, you know, it really helps if you guys download the episodes when you're listening. Like obviously when you can listen to them, it doesn't need to be downloaded. But if you actually press download, like at the side of the episode, it actually does a lot for me in terms of like the podcast, you know, being more seen and it really, it doesn't do anything like for you guys. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I think I'm going to have another guest on next week. Um, I won't say their names yet, but it's two girls. We all know them <laughs> and they haven't been on the podcast before. Um, <clears throat> I think that's everything from me. I really wish I had time to get on that Brad and Angelina story, but I don't. I might hopefully do it next week. There'll probably be more information available for me anyway next week. Or, well, not next week, maybe the week after. I might come on for like a mini episode. Um, like I said, <clears throat> I want to start open up like a bit of a, a bit of an agony ant on the podcast. I don't like the term agony ant. But, um send me your emails to mindpopperspod at gmail.com just shitty situations you've got going on that you need advice for it can be a whole like array of things it does not matter okay just send it i'll open them all up every couple of episodes mindpopperspod at gmail.com i'll leave it in the episode notes anyway i think that is it for me today enjoy the good weather and stay motherfucking woke 